superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Shazam! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Lakers get eliminated tonight. A defeat for the Lakers. What do they do? What are the moves that this team needs to make, do you think? I suspect in the array of stories that come out afterwards and in the array of analysis, you're going to hear Kyle Lowry's name a lot. Today's guests, NHL on NBC analyst Eddie Olchek. Actor Patrick Wilson, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis, plus actor Dominic Monaghan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. The actor Patrick Wilson in the latest Conjuring film, The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, which once again, uh, in case people are wondering, it's not about T.J. Jefferson choosing the uh, the, the mm-hmm. second to right key instead of the middle key and master key. By the way, happy one month anniversary of the airing of that show. Hey. Yeah, yeah. One month ago today, May ago. the fourth, June the fourth may be with you. Just June doesn't, the fourth doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have the same ring. Same ring to it. Same ring to it. Anyway, Patrick Wilson will be on this program. Uh, he's a he's a, he was in the the Fargo series, season mm-hmm. two of Fargo, which was just dynamite. He's just a great actor, and uh, he was on the NFL. Draftathon a couple of years ago when I was hosting it, um, well last last year during the pandemic, he had his Bucks hat on. A lot of people were wondering, okay, you're such a front runner, loving your new Tom Brady signing. Uh, smash cut to now, <laughs> he's on the program. Jay Billis in hour number two, Dominic Monaghan in hour number two. Uh, I mean, Jay Billis in hour number three, and Dominic Monaghan in hour number three, and then uh, a prep star pitcher, uh, Frank Mosicato up in uh, the state of Connecticut, going for his fifth straight no-hitter wow. tomorrow, decided to call. We invited him. We invited him, and he said yes. And I'm like, are we going to jinx him just by inviting him? Possible. Screw it. That was a legit concern, story. folks, too. That uh, was a legit concern. You know what? We, we need to talk about that on the back end here uh, of this hour. Real quick, Rich. Chris and I were wondering, would it be bad, you know, because we're in the collecting things now, would, if we asked Frank for one of the ball, like the no-hitter balls You're not or, asking or a high jersey? school kid. Dude, you can't ask a high school kid Why? for Can we have your hat? A hat? An autograph? Jesus, you guys are terrible. <laughs> just, a piece of that. Just keep, buying, just keep buying your cards and hope that you open a pack like you're three years old and get the right card. Oh, it's wonderful. Find your shoes. It is wonderful. You know, yes. keep hoping your NFT business might take off, even though I don't know if that's what you're doing. I don't know what you guys do. I'm you're, getting you're into it. Plotting. Don't sweat it. Rich, I'll tell you what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm betting the pony. There you go. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that uh, segue, because yeah. he joins us right now from NBC Sports. We always talk ponies and pucks with this man. And, yep, we've got uh, the second round of the NHL playoffs continuing tonight. And then tomorrow on NBC, the final leg of the Triple Crown the Belmont Stakes from the great city of New York. Eddie Olchuk joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Eddie O? Hey, Rich. Nice to be with you. How you been? Uh, very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great time of year. Usually, uh, and again, all of our worlds have been upside down here the last little while, but usually we'd be in probably about game three or four into the Stanley Cup final. Right. 
considering the season started a little bit later. And uh, here we are, you know, just at the start of round two. So a great time of year. And then you mentioned uh, a little over 24 hours from now, we'll have the Belmont. So usually I'm on the coverage for NBC in person. But since I got the assignment of, uh, and I'm very happy with it, the assignment of Colorado and Vegas, uh, I'm in Vegas right now getting ready for game three tonight. So. Lots, lots to like. Lots, lots of action going on both on and off the ice. Right? Well, especially since Eddie, I, I, I remember when we talked last year at this time when the show was on NBCSN. Uh, you were in a hotel room. You were quarantining, right? <laughs> uh, if, yes. Right. I was in the bubble. I was in the bubble up in Edmonton. Yeah, it was four days <sighs> without leaving my room, and uh, in order to be able to do my job properly and. I got through the four days, and we got through the Stanley Cup Finals in the bubble, and here we are, down to eight teams, Rich, and uh, it's hard to believe. I mean, considering, you know, everything uh, that the league is, look at all the leagues, but in particular the National Hockey League with the protocols and everything, and yeah, they've had a couple of, uh, they had a couple of hiccups this year towards the end of the year, especially with Vancouver, but, you know, Vegas had a little bit of a problem, and look, it's not... You know, the National Hockey League and players and teams, an essential part of the organizations are not immune to this COVID world that we're living in. So we found a way to get through the regular season, and, uh, and here we are down to the final eight. So a tip of the hockey helmet to the commissioner, Mr. Bettman, Bill Daly, and all the people involved because uh, I think the entertainment value has been through the roof so far, so far in these playoffs. So um, I guess uh, we're, it, they put all the Canadian teams in, <laughs> in one part of the bracket, um, yeah. Which, yeah. You know, which means we were definitely going to get a Canadian team yeah. playing for a conference championship, which got right. a, uh, you know, at least, you know, uh, I, I guess certainly here in Los Angeles, the curse of Marty McStor- McSorley's stick uh, <laughs> might finally be somehow, some way rectified uh, or exorcised by the team that, that started it all. What do you think of a chance of, of a Canadian team making the cup finals here? Handicap everything for me. From that side of the ledger, moving on, Eddie. Well, look at I mean, you had the teams that finished third and fourth, respectively, in the Canadian division in, in Winnipeg and Montreal take out the Edmonton Oilers and, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, I mean, it comes down to being able to, to put somebody away, right? Like, Toronto had the Canadians up, Rich, three games to one, and the Maple Leafs weren't able to do it in, in game five. And they gave the Canadians an opportunity to go back home, and then you get to a game six, and all of a sudden it's a game seven, and... The pressure is certainly on the home team. Look, I would want a Game 7 in my home building all the time. I mean, I only can speak from experience of being a member of the New York Rangers in 94 when we had to come back home and, and play not only in the, in the uh, conference final, uh, or the, yeah, the conference final, get by the Devils in, in double overtime in a Game 7, but also win the Stanley Cup in a Game 7. But the Maple Leafs weren't able to do it. The Habs, the Montreal Canadiens, look at it. They've got a big team. They've got a heavy team. They've got a great goaltender in Carey Price. I mean, they're starting to score goals now. And Winnipeg's a team that took out arguably the two two of the top five players we have in the league in round one. So I thought it was a flip of a coin going in. I saw the way Montreal played. Winnipeg loses Mark Shifley, who got suspended for four games for the big hit on Jake Evans at the end of the game. That's a huge, huge loss for the Winnipeg Jets. But they've been a team that's been able to find ways to win games here with a, with a defense that maybe isn't maybe up to maybe top 12 or 15 the entire National Hockey League when you talk about the defensive core. But, hey, you can take down and limit Edmonton in scoring goals in round one. Why can't they do it against a team, in my opinion, that's offensively challenged in Montreal? So I still give Winnipeg a puncher's chance here to get to the conference final. All right, and then who wins it all? 
Because I, I, what do well, you think? Look, I, look, at the start of the year, I'm, I'm not going to be so like some of my colleagues and change seven times over the course of the nice. season. So, for okay. the record, I picked Colorado at the start of the year. I thought it would be a Colorado Carolina final. Uh, I'm still alive on that. You pick. Are. Uh, but Colorado, look at they, they probably in in, in uh, game two back home against Vegas. The better team uh, was the Vegas Golden Knights, and give Philip Grubauer, the goaltender for the Avs, a lot of credit. Rich, he played really well in the second, third period in overtime, and then eventually in overtime they got a power play. That being Colorado and Ranton and scored, and they're up two games to none. So look at the series could easily be one-one. Vegas is still in it, right. but it's a must-win for the VTK tonight. There is no doubt about it. They have to win this game. They cannot go down three nothing. Uh, against Colorado. I mean, if you can't be Eddie Olchek here uh, from NBC Sports on the Rich Eisen Show, so if you can't be at the actual racetrack, if you can't be mm-hmm. at the Belmont, uh, what better town to be in than Las Vegas, Nevada, for you to be able to <laughs> maybe um, find it? Find it. I think you could find a place, right? Um, oh yeah, I look at. I got my feet up at the beautiful Red Rock Resort Hotel, ah, and that's the hotel Off choice the of yours truly. So. I've uh, been coming here for 17 years, and I will have a great seat tomorrow. Considering I am not working tomorrow, okay, uh, I get my feet up all day tomorrow to be able to watch the Belmont. And I, I promise you, I will wear out a path from my seat to the wagering window at the Red Rock, or my Express Bet account will get a certainly an overwork on tomorrow. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying, uh, Ed, is we're on uh, Raider Nation Radio 9:20 a.m. in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, I think you just got your meal comped. Uh, by dropping the, you know, hey, you, I, look at Rich. Hey, I've been going there for a long time. I was there well before anybody knew about the beautiful Red Rocks. So you know what? I can't wait to get there. Okay. And, uh, looking forward to a great Look weekend. He's speaking of the Belmont. Yes. What do you got? Uh, mile you and a half, eight horse field. I think the horse the, probably end up being the favorite, and it's going to be hard to go against the favorite, in my opinion. Is a two horse essential quality. He was a favorite in the Kentucky. Uh, he was in the Kentucky Derby. He ran fourth that day. I didn't. I didn't like him. I, I thought he really ran his heart out the race before. I thought he left his Derby race on the track in the race before at Keeneland about a month before. He's bred to run a mile and a half. A lot of these horses, as you know, Rich won't run a mile and a half the rest of their life. But this horse is bred to do it. Before he lost at the Derby and finished fourth, he was a perfect. He was five for five in his career. Two-year-old champion. Uh, I think he'll get the perfect setup. Now two to one. Five to two, you know, not not great odds, but sometimes you got to take what the track gives you. So for me, it's all about the two horse essential quality and the horse that won the Preakness, the three horse Ron Bauer. So I'm going to play a little two three three two box, but all my money is going to be on the nose of essential quality tomorrow. Is that the Chardonnay people, the three horse Ron Bauer? Is that what that is? Uh, a, no, it is not. But I think certainly uh, they've had a few. Uh, They've had a few since winning the Preakness, I will say that. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just taking a shot yeah. there because if you just, yeah. you know, keep mentioning the name of the uh, resort that you're in, you're trying to get your room comped. <laughs> I'm trying to get at least uh, some great Chardonnay sent to the Rich Eisen show. Um, so what what is your take on what happened with Baffert and, and Baffert saying that the racing community was so upset about it? And now mm-hmm. here we are. It took it took literally forever in a day. Like, let's just say if if uh, if baseball, the NFL, or any any yeah. major sport had suspended somebody due to a drug test, and it took a million years essentially. Right. Right. And, and actually, you 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 started you you put you put the athlete back out there to run mm-hmm. to or to compete in sure. in a, a nationwide internationally watched right. event. 
people go, what the hell's going on? So what what is your yeah. take on all of what happened? Well, look, it's interesting you talk Spirit. about that, Rich, because if you go back a couple of years ago, uh, when Maximum Security, the horse that finished the Derby line, uh, the finish line first at the Derby a couple of years ago and then was disqualified for interference on the turn uh, coming from home, uh, Maximum Security and his jockey, uh, um, Louis Saez, he got he got in trouble for the ride in that race, and he got uh, they call him days. So he you know he got technically suspended for a handful of days. But he appealed that he appealed and not he'd never served those days until a year after, a year after. So to me, there's this is, there's there's a lot there. Look at there's a lot of problems uh, in in a lot of areas in horse racing. But to me, that that's just one of them, right? Like look at like again, it costs money to get these tests back. The due process, every state has different uh, rules. Now, let me just make this perfectly clear, is that the, this, the substance that was found in Medina Spirit, the horse that won the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. it is not a banned substance. It is allowed up to a certain amount. Now the horse tested, the amount that was in there was over the allotted uh, amount. That's on Bob Baffert. That's on his team. He has to wear that. Uh, it's been a cloud over the sport for, for a while. And, and now with the split sample coming back and Churchill Downs now, you know, banning him for the next couple of years, mm-hmm. look at Bob Baffert has to wear that. And, and that's the way that it is. But again, I think that initially, and even through this whole process is when you hear, you know, a failed drug test, everybody just assumes this is something that is not allowed in horse racing. Uh, if you want to take it to the next level, instead of testing, just, the the five uh, you know the five horses uh, the top five finishers after the Kentucky Derby test them all when you go to the pre race testing why aren't they testing for everything instead of just certain things like again there, there's there's so many things here but most importantly you ask me about Bob Baffert he has to wear this it's obviously disappointing but again I want people to know the facts is that the substance that was found in the horse that won the Kentucky Derby is not a banned substance the amount that he had in a system was over the allotted limit. Here's the example, Rich. If that test was taken in California, mm-hmm. he would have not. There would have been no red flag. There would have been no failed test. In Churchill Downs, it's different. But again, that is on Bob Baffert to, to make it perfectly clear, and and that's something that he's going to have to live with, and, uh, and and hopefully be better for. And I think that he will. He's been the face of the sport for a long, long time, and uh, and this certainly isn't great for the game, but. To me, there's a lot more to uncover in, 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 in our game in horse racing uh, than, than, than just what has taken place with the Kentucky Derby. And I, and I will say this last thing, is that when you see racetracks starting to ban uh, you know, Bob Baffert from coming to their track or not allowing to race here or there or whatever it is, it's like, okay, well, is, is that going to be the consistent line, Rich? Are you going to sit there and go, well, wow, if Eddie Olchek has a, has a positive test, or he has had a positive test. Uh, are you going to ban him as much? So those are the questions I think are being answered on the on the inside of horse racing. Is look, if you're going to do this to Bob Baffert just because it was the Kentucky Derby, well then you better be doing it to the seven or eight guys or or, or, or women that are training horses right now at your racetrack. Are you going to suspend them as well moving forward? So again, everybody has a due process. Bob had that, and unfortunately, uh, it came back uh, what the test said after the first time. And, uh, and hopefully uh, the game will be better for it. Ed, uh, enjoy tonight's proceedings on NBCSN. Puck dropping at 10 Eastern time right there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Colorado versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And then tomorrow, uh, the Belmont 
which you will be watching. Where are you going to be watching it again? <laughs> Ed, where are you going to be watching it again? beautiful Red Rock Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and oh, Chris Brockman, asking the question you just got on my ear, this is this could be the most important question I've got. Now, Eddie, I know you're going to box the 2-3 in the exacta, but can we throw in like a Wait, third horse for the trifecta? What do we got there? Yeah, you know, um, let's yeah. go... Uh, Man, I don't know if Hot Rod Charlie can get the distance. Uh, known agenda maybe can suck up for third. Let, you know what? There's a hockey tie there. Known agenda owned by Vinny and Teresa Viola. They also own the Florida Panthers. So let's 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 th- let's throw the hockey tie in there. Pucks and ponies, Rich, is you, you brought me on. Okay. Uh, Pucks and ponies going out. So let's go two, three, and I believe known agenda. I don't have it in front of me. I believe known agenda is the six horse. And then, you know, if if they don't win, we'll just rip up the tickets and say the name Van Beesbrook, you know, and just throw it down <laughs> on the ground. Or, 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 you know what, just uh, just charge it to my room over at the Red Rock. That's it! Yay! Yay! Put it on the old check. <laughs> the Underhills. Every weekend, guys. Thanks All right, take care. There you go. There's Eddie O. Where's he staying? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I mean, I couldn't tell. I would rename my horse 21 Picograms. I would do that tomorrow. <laughs> Essential 21 quality. Here, down the stretch they come. It's 21 Picograms. 21 Picograms by a nose. Let's take a break. The actor Patrick Wilson, when we come back, the Emmy and Tony nominated actor of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
one of my favorite guests, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting right here. I think He's, you are. I, <laughs> what are you on, steroids I or something? I am actually on steroids, Brian Cranston. Last flag flying in select theaters now. We're going to have to disqualify this show because of your steroid use. You know what? I thought about that yeah. before taking that steroid. Now, so wouldn't it be it. disheartening yeah. if you took the steroid and you had the best show ever? <laughs> then you'd go, oh, my God. Oh, I have to take more steroids. How can you go off the steroids? I guess that is the conundrum. Ooh. That every good thing you that know. it wasn't a great show. So good actually, for you. Actually, it, it's it's been a great show so far. <laughs> Since you and I last spoke here on this show, uh, your Dodgers went to the World Series. There was that five-hour game that went in that was insane. It was insane. I, I and I am proud to say. I stuck around to extra innings for that night. It was because I did see some people in this town, people that you would know, people that we have all seen on television. Call them out. I can't do it. Do it. I can't. You're on steroids. What the hell do you care? (laughs) (laughs) I do have that as a fallback position, do I not? But I would never do that to you. It is. Uh, Your Honor, I was on steroids at the time when I made that comment. (laughs) When somebody from Arrested Development got up. (laughs) Yes. But, uh. Jason Bateman, no, 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 you've no, no, been no, no, had no, no, no. in your face, Jason. There's a wow. lot of people. I'm disappointed, I, I Jason. Will Arnett. Wow. But it wasn't. <laughs> Better call Saul now. Uh-huh. Okay. We're getting to the part. We're getting there. Where, where it moves. It's We're moving slowly. We're moving. Like Tortuga. We're moving that slowly, okay? But we're getting to the part where Walter White could show up. Are we seeing Walter White anytime soon? Well, I'll tell you this as an exclusive on the Rich Eisen show. Nice putting the button. Well, no, no, no. Without without the mug. There it is. There's the exclusive. It just amazes me seeing in Better Call Saul the number of characters whose demise eventually is met because of your character. Is Who, me? I know exactly. It is remarkable how yeah. each and every one of them yeah. eventually has to be undone. I unfortunately have that association. It, if I spend any amount of time uh, with someone, they end up dying surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest you get life insurance. <laughs> um, you know, you want to protect your family. And yeah, everything, everything, so. everything you do that. Okay. Sorry. Love Ryan Cranston. Check out all of his multiple visits to this show. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this Friday program. We've got a ton of guests coming up on this program in hour number three. Jay Billis uh, from ESPN will join us as his longtime coach at Duke. The winningest coach in the history of the sport that he covers so expertly for ESPN has decided to retire. So we'll talk about Coach K with Jay Billis coming up. Uh, Our current guest, though, Chris Brockman, is he on the phone right now? Yes, he is. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, available in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max today, back in the role of Ed Warren, is none other than the uh, actor Patrick Wilson. How are you, Patrick? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I am better for talking to you. I'm better for talking to you. Um, so back in the role of Ed Warren, a paranormal uh, investigator, um, he's been at this a while. You've been at this a while. Here. <laughs> I, I, I literally can't seem to find all the demons, so I have to keep, uh, keep looking. <laughs> I mean, well, what else are you going to do? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I've looked everywhere. <laughs> Have you really looked everywhere, though, Patrick? I mean, like, I mean, at this point in time. Oh, my really gosh. Not. What is it like to return to a role uh, in your career here? Yeah, no, you know what's funny is you, you rarely get this opportunity and I, I right. it's it's easy to say oh my god you've done three of them we've actually meeting me and Vera Farmiga played these roles this is our fourth time uh, uh playing Ed Lorraine Warren um but I gotta say it's a complete luxury I mean we have a blast working together you know our movies hopefully are really scary to people but we also try to find the heart and the humor and all that so it's um it's 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 actually it's a it's a it's a real blessing because a lot of times, you know, you, you'll sign sequel deals for things, and you hope, oh, I don't, God, I don't even want to do this again. Right. <laughs> you know? or it was, and, and, and we're real lucky that, that we have fun making the movies and that they work. Because, as you know, rarely do things both be financially successful and super enjoyable for you. Did you so grow, it's, a, it's a win-win. Did you grow up liking these types of movies? Watching these types of movies? No, not not really. I mean, I you know, I was a, certainly a big movie guy, but not... Um, I wasn't. I wasn't a horror guy. I really wasn't, and it was just my relationship with uh, with James Wan, who I did, directed the first two Conjuring, and we did Aquaman together. I did another series called uh, Insidious. A couple of movies yes. with him doing that, um, and it was really our relationship, and just it was a lot of. I loved it. You know, I really did. I, I felt like it, 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 it actually got me out of my comfort zone. I, I you know, I, I used to do a lot of theater and a lot of musical theater. And, yes. And when I got into movies, most of the stuff that I did was was pretty. Um, God, how do I say it? I underplayed a lot of things. It was very sort of natural, and it was actually it was it was really rewarding to just sort of go out there and <laughs> really just let it rip, and you know, scream and yell and damn the devil back to hell. You but, know, <laughs> so, if you will. It's good. Yes, and you know, I mean, obviously, you've been nominated for a Tony uh, for your work on uh, on the stage and Angels in America, mm-hmm. along with also obviously the Phantom of the Opera, which you were in that film. I loved you in Fargo on TV. What a great TV uh, show that is and was. Certainly the season you yeah. were in on that. What was it like to to work on on a TV series based on such a a, a remarkable movie in Fargo? Yeah, Patrick? no, it, it was fantastic. I mean, that movie has is, 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 is always been one of my favorites. And I, I actually, by the time I got the job for the, when they offered me the second season, I hadn't seen the first season. And I, and I, and I was sort of like you, I just felt like, I mean, this movie is so revered. How do you do a TV show? Right. And then, honestly, one conversation with Noah Hawley, the 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 showrunner and really just guru behind that whole series, um, writer, director, um, producer. He just he sold me on it, and it was you know a similar tone but a different story, and um, and it was awesome. You know, it's funny actors tend to guys that play the good guy a lot. You know, you always want to play the villain or the <laughs> um, or the character parts, but. I got to say playing Lou Salverson in Fargo was one of the best roles of my life because he was, he was everything that you want to be. He was just that good and solid of a guy, you know, that would never back down from anything, but just a pure heart. And like, man, this guy makes me feel dirty. Um, (laughs) So it was, it was fantastic. And plus, you know, you, you worked with uh, a television uh, acting legend in Ted Danson. What was that like to be on the set with him? My, my Carnegie Mellon fellow Carnegie Mellon alumni, yeah, um, alumnus, yeah. Um, I mean, like? one of the one of the best. Honestly, he is um, he's one of the best. I, 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 I for a guy that did, was so successful in TV, 
He's uh, he's so natural and effortless in in, in 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 making it look natural and effortless, which is of course the goal of every actor. Like you don't you know if you see somebody working, you're like, ooh, they're really working. But you know, my I would rather you just go. Ah, it looks like it, it fits him. Looks like looks like that was easy. And then I've right. done my job because you should be convincing. And and Ted is just the the one of those guys that can go in and out between comedy and drama. He's so funny, so charismatic. Um, and a great dude, just a great guy to boot. We spent a lot of time together. Patrick Wilson here on the Rich Eisen Show. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It is in theaters today, also on HBO Max. Um, so what are your sports teams? Which teams do you root for, Patrick um, Wilson? I grew up in Tampa Bay. Okay. So I'm a big Buck fan, big uh, Bolt fan. We've, we've had a lovely year. You sure um, have. My gosh, you sure I have. I know. I know. It's been awesome. Actually, yes. I did that the that NFL athon thing. Yes, we did, I remember we did last that last year. year. Yes, you and And you, I uh, and yeah. I wore my little hat and I everyone mocked me for my I mean, not everybody on your show, but everyone, you know, oh yeah, you're a Buck fan. Oh sorry. Sorry oh God. Remember two thousand three? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just keep waiting. So I was I was super excited for that. Um big year for Tampa Sports. Yes, yeah. it certainly helps to have Tom Brady when you want to flex. You know what I'm saying? It certainly ha- <laughs> it, it certainly it ha- does. It does. <laughs> but I mean, it's, what uh, a year! I mean, it was the city of champions for crying out loud, Tampa un, Bay. Un, 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 unbelievable, unbelievable. The Rays have been on a great run. Um, now they're with the Yankees, and and I was, I mean, I'm a huge sports fan, and I've been in you know in and around New York longer than I actually ever lived in St. Pete in, right. in Tampa Bay. So I was a I was a Yankee fan before I was a Rays fan because they're. When I was there, there were no race. We would go watch spring training, and oh, I was a course. Cards fan as a kid. So, uh, and my dad was actually uh, uh, close friends with the boss. So, uh, George Steinberg actually set me up in my first meeting with an agent. So, actually, I've never said that before, but it's true. Um, so what? No, 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 hold on a second. got to yeah. stop you. So, so, Isn't that funny? Right. No, so, well, hold on a second. You, Patrick Wilson, your father, <laughs> tight with George <laughs> George M. Steinbrenner the third. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Uh, my. Well, in Tampa, my the little backstory. So my sure. my dad was a TV anchor at WTVT down there for God, you know, he was an anchor for fifty years, and he was in Tampa for thirty. My brother's the anchor now, and my dad, and my mom always did this um, this Christmas show that the Steinbrenners put on, and and uh, for all at risk kids, and it's an amazing event they do every year. My brother now does it, so. My point is, over the past 25 years, my dad became very close with uh, with the Steinbrenner family. So, mm-hmm. um, and it was always one of those things. Well, hey, you know, your kid's going to be an actor. Well, hey, when you need a when you need a, some help, give me a call. And you're always like, yeah, come on, <laughs> you're George Steinbrenner. And sure enough, I wanted to go. I, I, I was in college, and I wanted to meet an agent. And uh, and sure enough, we had a phone call because he knew so and so. I mean, he knew everybody. Of course. Um, and yeah set me up with an agent. I went in and they were like, Wait, why are you here? And I was like, my dad's friends with George. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. Just pulling out every, every, every stop. Why I mean, not? Pretty awesome. By the way, why I, not? by the way, I like the way that you telling the story using the Larry David voice for Steinbrenner. I thought it was outstanding. Patrick. I caught that. I caught that. Cause that's the way he did sound. I mean, that's the way he talked, you know, I know. It, unbelievable. It just like, it just, it was, it was awesome. He was, he was, the, the thing is when you're, when you know that family down in Tampa, yes. different than obviously clearly much different than your experience as a, as a New Yorker through the, through the lens of, of, of the Yankees. But down there, 
because he was so active in the community and all the uh, the, the philanthropy that he did, it was it was. Uh, they're just an amazing family. So we've always had a great relationship with them. No, I'm just talking about <laughs> I've never talked about the Time Riders before. I love it, Patrick Wilson. This is the type of show for you to do it on right now. And certainly I'm a native New Yorker. I'm from Staten Island, New York, a diehard Yankee fan. And so I, awesome. grew, I grew up with a front row seat to Steinbrenner's 70s, Yankees, 80s, 90s, on, uh, and obviously all the way through to through through his passing. Uh, you then yeah. would definitely have to agree that if he was alive today, you would definitely not be professing your love for anybody other than the Yankees on on television this or radio. This is very true. Please. This is very true. Never do and that. I will tell you, I will tell you, in the mid-90s when the Rays finally came came up, right. I could still wear both hats. I could wear the Rays hat, the devil, my, my, my original Devil, devil Rays, Rays jersey. I could yes. wear them in New York because yeah. they were like, oh, isn't that sweet? Oh, look at you. <laughs> cute. cute. Wearing the loser. You know? And it wasn't really until early 2000s, you know, obviously close to 2008 when they when they got really close that you felt like, uh, oh God, do I have to pick? Um, yeah. And that's the story of an actor. It's sort of like wherever you you land is you know your home. But I, I carry such a deep pride for my hometown team as well. Yeah, it's as like well it is like that Seinfeld episode where Elaine w- w- was told to take the Orioles hat off sitting You're in right. Yankee Stadium. That's real. That's real. Oh, oh hey. I so okay so during the when the when the Red Sox won in '04 and I, a, a dear friend of mine uh, Jody Mankiewicz was married to Doug Mankiewicz um, mm-hmm. I sat with the Red Sox wives in Yankee Stadium I said listen you're a friend of mine I know you since the fourth grade I I, I I cannot I'm not cheering for the Red Sox in the wives section like I I, I won't be a jerk I won't cheer for the Yankees right. Um, but that was a very, you know, I just, because you got that, it's, it's like code. Like, I'm in Yankee Stadium. Of course. I don't care how many Red Sox I'm surrounded. Um, and she perfectly understood as I sat with all the Red Sox wives, very quietly cheering for my, uh, for the Yankees. Um, and then, of course, they left saying, ah, we probably won't be back. And then, of course, they came back. So I, I know. Oh, it is so <laughs> sensitive, this sort of stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. Patrick Wilson yeah. here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And so, I mean, uh, congrats on everything that you've 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 done in your career. Aquaman, obviously. Uh, do you get a lot uh, walking around, you know, now that we're post-pandemic or pre-pandemic about Aquaman? Is that the thing that you get a lot because of how remarkably um, wide-released and successful that was? Patrick, you get a lot yeah, of that? Yeah, you know, I... I get probably more from the from the from the horror movies Conjuring, because they yeah. get they yeah from Conjuring and 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 the, and, and Insidious too I think yes. because of uh, because the way that those movies hit people and and Aquaman because I'm you know underwater and in a this crazy blonde hair people you know I'm 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 not as easily recognized for some reason right. Um, but yeah, I kind of drift in and out, look like every other white guy. Okay. So I'm 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 okay. And how well do you how well do you swim, Patrick? You're a good swimmer now. I yeah. swim. I, I grew up in Tampa Bay. I grew up on the water. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm quite the swimmer. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Plus, Steinbrenner got you your own natatorium back in the day. I'm sure. See, well, yeah. there's that. There's that. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. You got me in the Olympics. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. George can do everything. It's amazing. <laughs> the Conjuring. George yeah. made me do it. Available right now. On- <laughs> <laughs> and theaters near you. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, available in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max today. Patrick, thanks for the call. Let's do this more often, yeah, certainly no since uh, your, your your Tampa Bay teams keep winning. So congrats on that. Yeah, sounds good. You take good care. Talk to you. you got it. At Patrick Wilson 73 on Twitter, at The Real, R-E-E-L, Patrick Wilson on Instagram. Fun stuff right there.
Fun stuff. I'll go down any Steinbrenner memory lane. I wonder what George would think about the current Yankees. Uh, hey, you fire know, people. You know what he would think. <laughs> Boone is gone. Boone, see ya. Yeah. First. I don't know. Cashman might be first. I mean, I uh, Brian, uh, but Cashman, Cashman, along with house cleaning, uh, you know, he he navigated. I mean, Gene Michael was Bob Watson were 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 the ones who were nav helping Cashman navigate some of those waters. Tonight, sir. Finally. 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 Yankees, Red Sox. First time all season. June 4th. What the hell? But that means 19 times between now and the end. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. Oh, yeah. We get a lot of matchups. We're not hitting the the ball well right now. So I'm curious what happens. I mean, welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, please. And Garrett, you know, you saw yesterday uh, all the conversation that baseball has finally come out and said that 10 game suspension. For anybody that's been found messing with the baseballs, we talked about it with uh, John Boy earlier this week, and was like, "Hey, Garrett Cole gave up all those runs yesterday. <laughs> he gave up a ton of runs uh, against uh, the the Rangers a few weeks ago too." <laughs> I'm not saying the Yankees are clean. I'm saying I think virtually every team is yeah. not is I, doing they're something. Doing yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. We're the only ones talking way, about it. Just I like steroids. I shouldn't just say that. Like I don't, the I don't, video I don't cheating, he- just like the doctoring the balls. Apple watches. Everyone's doing it. It's been going on for 150 years. Yeah, of but this is insane. This is stuff that there's actual substance being. Did she Sports Illustrated put on, uh, did a whole big deep dive on it too? Just came out today. Finally. I mean. You know who's not cheating? No. The Mets. Oh, boy. We have have the biggest lead in baseball right now, by the way. Three and a half games. Because they're giving up bombs to Tatis again. That's all right. I had to boo that man yesterday. I didn't want to boo Tatis. You know I love him. I buy his cards. I had to boo that man, though. He's now your home run leader. By the way, the top three home run leaders are all juniors. All juniors. Yeah. It's it's Vlad's kid, uh, Fernando Tatis' kid, and uh, Ronald. uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. They're all juniors. It's incredible. great. They're all juniors. What the hell? I'm an old man. <laughs> I mean, tonight's the night. Be tuned in. Yeah, let's go. I might drive to San Diego for one of these games. You should absolutely. You oh, should. Man. Didn't you play golf at Petco? Yes, we were talking about that we this just morning. Talked about that this morning. Being no, like Callaway, and I went. Callaway sent you out there, so, right? So every year Callaway does this thing down at Petco, right? Where they set up uh, nine holes throughout the stadium. That amazing. In a cool little configuration. Cool. And uh, four years ago, Mike and I went down and did it. It's cool. As hell. Played. With nobody in the stands, though, right? No, nobody was in the that stands. That was funny with Urban Meyer when he was on yesterday. He goes, "I don't know how much time you spent down here," and I'm like, "You know, Easy I've kind of done I've kind of done it all there in Jacksonville, where first time I ever went there was covering the Super Bowl, the Patriots and the Eagles, and that Super Bowl. Flew took three flights to get to the Pro Bowl Pro right Bowl, after that. We left early. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. We went from Jacksonville to Atlanta, little puddle jumper. And then from Atlanta to to Colorado to Denver, and Denver to Hawaii. Wow! And the whole network did it. And we remember Schefter strolling on the plane from Atlanta to Denver yes. with shades on, like he was an almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> we were all giving him crap because oh. he strolled on the plane like he was hungover and got his like, drink. You know. That ride. Was oh, that was incredible. You and the- so so I spent time there in Jacksonville then, and. Not only have I I've done uh, a hit, as they say, television hit in the pool, 
We've been in the pool. Okay. <laughs> pool okay. That was a Thursday night football game, and we did we did we did a little bit of stuff at the pool. A pool, a pond, and then Jackson Deville. Pond's good for you. Jackson Deville. I mentioned this to Urban. At halftime it's not of the game, Jackson Deville up. It's a, it was above the pool. It was like at the top part of the stadium. You know, if you're looking at the end zone, we were in. You know, at the far end zone, we were in the top right part of the stadium. And it was who can hit closest to the pin on the 50-yard line, and they gave us like a seven iron. I would have been like, we're fans? Wow. Marshall, as you know, is a great stick to the point where he'll never tell you his handicap because he doesn't want to give you any candy. Never. And they asked me to do it. And honestly, like all I could think of was (laughs) – Shank City. Well, no. All all I I could think of was the the famous M. Night Shyamalan – line of I see dead people. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes my tape-delayed swing, I'll, it'll, it'll balloon out right, and I yeah. could hurt somebody. But instead, I, I, I compensated, and I, I shanked it. And, um, but I, I, I didn't hit anybody. Oh, my God. I met Gene Hackman in Jacksonville. I've been, I've been yeah, all yeah. Jacksonville. is going to be serious history for me Second home. at NFL Network. I've been everywhere, man. Dude. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And I don't know why uh, this came up here today, but it came up in my household last night as well. <laughs> Mustard on watermelon. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. But apparently Liz- Lizzo does. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We had uh, Jerry uh, on the show just a couple weeks ago, Larry, and I asked him, how come Steinbrenner himself never appeared on Seinfeld? And he said, Steinbrenner shot a scene, but it was so bad you cut it. Is that a true story? True story, yeah. What was so bad about it? We brought him out, I think, for the last show of the 95 season. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not quite sure um, when it was, but... um, he flew out on his private jet to do the show mm-hmm. and flew back that day. And okay, he did it. And uh, then I, I go into editing and I'm watching the show. And oh my God, he was so awful. <laughs> he was so bad. It was, you couldn't use it. It was much better from behind with my voice, <laughs> you know, than actually seeing the real, the real guy doing it. Right. So that was a scene where he was with Costanza? With, he with- was with Elaine in a restaurant, I think. Okay. And um, I had to call him up and tell him he was cut. 
<laughs> How did that go? I called Yankee Stadium. I said, it's, uh, I want to talk to Mr. Steinbrenner. It's Larry David. He got on the phone. Yeah. I said, uh, um, Mrs. Steinbrenner, it's Larry David calling from the Seinfeld show. Yes, yes, Larry, what is it? I said, um, I said, I'm I'm sorry to tell you this. He said, Come on, you can tell me. I'm a big boy. I can take it. You know. But you slipped back back in that voice. It's yeah, like right. I slipped right back in. Right. And I said, I'm you know I've been cut from the show. And uh, I, I said, it's it's not your fault, but it's just the end of the scene wasn't working, and uh, that was it. How do you take it? <clears throat> He was a big boy. He took it well. <laughs> so he, yeah. he told you how he was going to take it. And he and, actually, and, took, and, it and well. actually took it. Yeah. George Steinbrenner and Elaine. Wow. I would never have guessed. I would have thought mm. that there would have to have been a Costanza George moment. I, right I there. know there was an Elaine scene. I don't okay. know. If there may have been a George scene. I'm not right. sure. I don't remember. How did you enjoy playing Steinbrenner? Did you have a blast doing that? Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I had a, I had, yeah. What's I your had favorite fun. one where you were Steinbrenner? What was it? I think probably something. I remember the calzones. The calzones. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. George had to get the calzones. Yeah, the calzones, yeah. <laughs> That's as great as it gets, man. I want that as a new drop. I haven't seen that segment I mean, in a while. So the, funny. The, the, Him in the George voice, like, come on, I'm a big boy. I could take it. Like that, I think that would work for a drop. Oh, that could be a segment too. That could be a, you know. Like a what, telling segment. somebody, like telling yeah. somebody we're, what we're they don't even know. We're going to tell someone heading into the weekend who needs to be a big boy this weekend. I like it. It could be a segment for the for the football season. I mean, do we call up Bob's and say, we'll, you, you sponsor? Yeah. Rich, They're now perfect. we're talking. Look what now we're doing. In, Look what we're, we're doing. We're making money. We're, Mike's we're, big we're, boy. we're raising revenue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. Bob's big boy. <laughs> I'll model it. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so uh, before we get to what I was teasing, which is mustard on watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I would say something like that and actually be serious. What are we doing? Before we get to that. What are we doing? Injury news. Ah, yes. Out of Patriots camp. What's the what's the what? Christopher, because I'm reading, I'm reading in Jets. Uh, you know, we got mini camp news. We got mini camp news, which is reporters sitting there saying, "Okay, Jets are doing their red zone drill." Zach Wilson was five for five and throwing touchdowns in the red zone drill against, oh. the, uh, against the Jets' first team defense, which means um, maybe we need to improve the defense, or the defense <laughs> is that good and this kid is phenomenal. Your mind just uh, goes. Be your true. mind yeah, goes be in so many places when you see the live minicamp tweets. I, by the way, I love it. Now we know where football's close. Live minicamp tweets. Live Zach mini Wilson goes tweets. five for five against the Jets' first team defense in red zone drills. Every single one was a touchdown. No field goals being settled for. Ball <laughs> means, doesn't hit the ground. That means we're close. It is. It is. You know what he was? He was American Pie. <laughs> Stifler was five for five. Now then, the real, the real, actual potential, you know, who knows kind of news. Oh my goodness! Because yeah. sometimes you get real potential, who knows kind of news. By the way, that's another new segment. Real potential. <laughs> real, real potential. Who knows kind of news? I like that too. Brought to you by. That's a good Wednesday. No, I don't know. That's a good Wednesday. Okay, segment. so. Uh, what do you got for the real okay, potential so, uh, who knows kind of real news? Real potential who knows kind of news. Mike Giardi, uh, NFL Network. Yeah. Uh, the Boston guy, Cam Newton, appeared to hit the his Boston right. Hold on, again, from NFL Network's Patriot reporter. Don't say the Boston guy. Come on. All Give right. him a little, little respect. Okay, Pay him in some respect. Yeah. Patriots reporter, long time 
Patriots yes, reporter. Yes, he knows and now his stuff. Yeah. And now Mike Giardi. He is great. He is excellent. Thank you. Cam Newton appeared to hit his right hand, this is from an hour ago, on a helmet and spent considerable time with the trainer and one of the team doctors. Josh McDaniels checked in on Newton before continuing to work with the other quarterbacks. Newton watched the remainder uh, of practice. Cam showed his hand to several teammates, took a knee, and watched the other QBs alternate through 7-on-7 seven seven and 11-on-11. 11 11. Now, we need to know what happens out of this. And as you know, um, to use a Seinfeld phrase, all injury news from New England goes into the vault. So, I don't know. We, we know. The, I don't know. We know I don't know. We don't know. We have no idea um, if Newton might have significantly hurt his hand. Maybe. And you know how what can happen if you hit a knuckle on top of a helmet. Those things can actually yeah, bad news. break. Yeah. Or was he removed because of this is what I would call my house band if I ever had a house band, ever, <laughs> or a horse. Abundance of precaution. <laughs> you know, I know it's abundance of caution, but you'd have to, you know, twist a little bit. Abundance of precaution. Out of an abundance of precaution, was he sad? Because it's just you know, it comes down to it. It's yeah, just, maybe he just got dinged. And he was it's amazing how quickly. Like, hey. It's amazing how quickly the NFL can go from it's June fourth, every rep counts. I understand it's a long year, but it's June fourth, and we're going to use every rep counts. Go from that. How quickly can go from that to set him out? It's just June fourth. Yeah, it's June fourth. It's just June fourth. Yeah. How quickly you can go from man, we're going to make every moment count. Stidham came in. He had the best day with 13 of 14 of Team Trills. Yay! Was that a live live minicamp tweet? Yeah, from Jeff Howe. Yeah, Jeff Howe. Howe. So Stidham went 13 of 14. Yeah, and Jeff Howe saying Mac Jones was 8 of 11, did practice with a compression sleeve on his lower right leg, and limped between periods. Oh, boy. So now, God bless Jeff Howe, the athletic who was on this program. Just so everyone understands, it's not like Stacey James, one of the top uh, media relations individuals in all the land um, is and and his staff is handing out like sheets about how yeah, everything no, went. Definitely, they're not. literally out there tallying. Okay, twelve <laughs> of thirteen. Yep. That was okay. How many was accurate? All right, write it down. Yeah. Because every rep counts, unless it's just June fourth. By the way, Jeff Howe's tweet. This guy's he's amazing. Super detailed too. Talking about Mac Jones. Well, he was on the show the other day, and he went deep. Yeah. He went deep into the roster. He did it. He did. One of the reasons why we had him on is he did a piece of fifty-six things to look for, and yeah. when the Patriots hit the media portion of their not even mandatory minicamp this week. So Mac Jones's last pass was a miscommunication with Hunter Henry. Kyle Van Noy dropped the interception, and then noted the pass rush was dominant today, despite. Isaiah Wynn and Trent Bound not participating. How is Zach Wilson going five for five against his own top defense in uh, red zone drills going to match up with this minicamp story? Because <laughs> every rep counts, unless it's just June 4th. Yeah, it's June 4th. <sighs> Speaking of it's just June 4th. So I'm strolling around the kitchen last night. Okay. You know, and I'm preoccupied because that's the way I live my life and uh, while trying to be present. And I overheard Susie say to Xander, my 12-year-old, what are you talking about mustard on watermelon? And I thought to myself, is my son putting mustard on watermelon? Like, is literally what's happening right now? And then I come to work, and then I don't really check on it. Yeah. Um, yep. And then, you know, as I pour myself another glass of Montepulciano <laughs> at 4.30 in the afternoon. No, I'm not just doing that. But 
Um, <laughs> and then you guys, I come in and you guys are talking about mustard on watermelon today. And I'm like, what's Want up me to with do it? that? Yeah, so it, it popped up in my timeline and then Ross Tucker was asking, is this really a thing? And so then, I even had to call Susie yeah. up before the show and I'm like, is, did Xander put mustard on watermelon? And she said, no, it was on TikTok that Lizzo was doing it. And she said, Susie said that Lizzo has a, a segment of what's bussin' or disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Should we do that? I know you are so not sold on TikTok for the Rich Eisen show, TJ. <laughs> TJ I don't know so. if you're at your limit. If you're at your limit, but... Mike, we could put you in charge of the TikTok. Bussin' or disgusting. I'll do TikTok. I'm going to be fantastic. Please. <laughs> TJ, you can't stand for that. <laughs> TJ, you can't stand for that. It's a just don't have me drinking. <laughs> it might actually be funny because Mike goes no, viral. No, I, I go funny. viral. You know, Mike goes viral. Wouldn't it be funny? You work in the faders over there. Oh, that wouldn't be funny. I used to DJ. I could yeah, TJ could oh handle this. TJ Brogdon knows there's a lot of buttons over here. TJ knows how to handle it over here. By the way, that's <laughs> disgusting. That's not bussing, by the way. If I may just chime in on this particular bussing or disgusting. That's disgusting. Bussing mustard or but why? What? What's up with that? I think we're just at the point where we're putting weird stuff on foods that doesn't look right. And then it's kind of like the cinnamon challenge from a while back or Tide Pods. You know what I mean? It's one of those type of deals. This is actually not going to kill you, though. The difference is Tide Pod will kill you. Exactly. <laughs> you, uh, I'm I mean, not mustard, advocating eating Tide Pods, by the way. I mean, yes. mustard on watermelon? It, just, it sounds disgusting. It sounds like the grossest thing ever. Independently... Mustard and watermelon are both excellent, yes. top-notch, A-plus Yes. Should we, should we Should we just I, agree that condiments and fruit don't mix, period? Thank you. No matter what? Yes. Mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, any condiment, any fruit. There are no combinations that yeah, work. I'm not putting barbecue sauce on a banana. You know what I mean? Oh. Can we just agree on that? Yeah. Ooh. And then on top of it? We're on the same page. On top of it, we're on the subject? Pineapple on pizza? Disgusting. I mean, we're going back to that. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. <laughs> okay. I saw a pineapple on pizza. Old, no, 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 no. Never no. gets old. I saw somebody made a post about, about that, and the responses about from people who uh, were pro just, it, uh, it's nuts. It was like, where are you people from? TJ, I'd you rather were here when we brought it in, right? Nate? Yeah. yeah. I was, would rather eat pineapple on pizza than mustard on watermelon. What are we doing? Yeah, if there was a, just a pineapple pizza left, I'd eat that. See, but that's the problem sometimes with our never... society is that we'll just say something that is totally disgusting would be bussin' when you actually compare the two, when both should not be compared. Exactly. Both are disgusting. <laughs> Has anyone actually tried this, though? No! What? No, they want me Mustard to Mustard and watermelon? Yeah. Mike, can you please I don't, do I don't, it? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do like it. mustard, period. I, yeah, oh, I will, you guys I refuse aren't mustard? Not at all. Oh. I put ketchup on a hot dog, and I know that is oh, absolutely undercutting it. my I'm whole stance on anything that I've just said. I'm, I'm you, I totally that. understand. No, what? Ketchup belongs on a mustard, or on a hot dog. It could go on no, ketchup. No, hot dog. A mustard on a hot dog. No, it's not I, a mustard. No, ketchup on a hot dog. I hate mayo, and I hate mustard. Wow. Both of them. By the way, last thing, just to put a button on this, and I share, I am who I am. Never tried mayonnaise till I was 20 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. Listen out. Now, oh. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Hour three, Jay Bell is coming up. All right, I'm putting up. Mayonnaise a, is good with anything. Mayo is gross, no, no, man. My, well, my, not, my any, issue, not I always have, I have, I have texture problems with food. 
Like avocado, I just won't try because it's a texture thing. I just can't. Oh, yeah, oh. I won't do it. I know how healthy it's supposed to be Dude, and all yes, that business. What if no, it's an ice cream it. form? It's not delicious. I wouldn't even. It's just you know, huh? What if it's an ice cream form? Have you tried? Yeah, I've not tried the avocado. Really By the way, if you put avocados in your smoothies, oh my god, it's really yep. I mean, look at Brady. Top notch. Brady's what doing up. Look at Brady. You, by the way, I mean, I eat you could say, like, like, you, could say like at, you could say look at Brady to make a point 50 times over and 50 different points. You understand that's, that, right? Exactly. That's true. Look, look at Brady. Brady. Boat, Brady. Super Bowl, goat. Everything. Hair. Yeah. Air. Lifestyle. Brady. Look at Brady. Wife, kids. Keep going. Instagram. Instagram. Look at Brady. F- Twitter. TikTok. Right. Yeah. Look at Brady on your look screen right there. Well, look at Brady. okay. I might not want to look at that. No, but look at Brady. We Mike, said Mike, we've the, all been there. Excuse me. This is the most relatable moment in this yeah, man's entire public life. I mean, but. And that includes his combine photograph. We were looks, saying that before. He looks better now. Look at Brady. I mean. Look he, at Brady. Damn straight. He works his ass off all year long. Eats avocados. All Dude. right, I put up a poll. Pineapple on pizza, mustard on watermelon. What would you rather eat? This shouldn't no, even be close. No, I told you these are false equivalents. I just put it out there. I don't know. <laughs> I just put it out there. <laughs> you got another one? By the way, what if Brady actually crushes it at golf, and we heard on June the 2nd. He playing. <laughs> and he's, on yeah. Ju- he, he's performing on national television, partnered with Phil Mickelson, against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers, and he has talked the talk that he's done already. If he shows up and just fires at pins, and, and we heard on June 2nd he's not even out there because Arian says he's, his golf game is suffering because of his knee injury. So he's going to basically just have a month warm up and dominate? I mean, well, as you know, he, he struggled the first time out. Yeah. And then he I jarred am, one from he jarred one. Dude. I ain't betting against Brady. Brady. Like, come on. Come on now. Jay Billis, Dominic Monaghan, and that's what I love about this show, and Frankie Mozzicato. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Mozzicato. Mozzicato? Mozzicato. 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 Well, if you're from New Jersey, you always Mozzicato. say the A at the end. Like, that sounds like a cheese. I like, I'm getting hungry now. Mozzicato. Mo- and mozzarella. Mozzarella, yeah. Understood. The sister. Jay Billis coming back, talking about Coach K.